Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Far beyond the boundaries of the Milky Way, in the uncharted void of deep space, an incredible fifth dimension of space and time lies parallel to the universe that we know. This interesting interstellar warp, which holds the most sinister and ruthless criminals in the galaxy, is the infamous... The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to episode number 1063. Right next to me is... Uh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. I sure am, and right next to me is... Jimmy! I got one name! Jimmy! You don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way I do. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. And welcome to this episode, Gimme. Thank you. Oh, yeah, and... Uh, how are things going? I was you... offended at first. I thought you were calling me a turkey. I, no, it's uh, it's Thanksgiving, the day this episode is available. Yes. Yeah, and you're preparing that big Thanksgiving dinner right now. Oh, as we, I'm... As we, you know, you're up before the sunrise preparing that big feast oh, yeah. for everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm slaving over the stove right you now. You sure are. Uh, you, you're going to the freezer and picking out one of those dinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be Thanksgiving dinner. Swanson. Uh, that's right. Our traditional, My friend. Our traditional Thanksgiving dinner here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Swanson announces new three-course frozen dinners, the most complete frozen meal ever put in a single package. Complete from soup to dessert. It's the new Swanson three-course dinner. Gives you meat and vegetables plus soup and dessert. Here's the three-course turkey dinner. First course, Campbell's cream of tomato soup, hot and tempting. Second course, tender juicy slices of turkey, only the breast and thigh meat, with tasty dressing, fluffy whipped potatoes, and green peas in butter sauce. Third course, sweet and spicy apple crisp for dessert. It's the first and only three-course frozen dinner. Look for Swanson three-course dinners at your grocer's, where you also find Swanson TV brand dinners. Get turkey, Salisbury steak, or fried chicken. Remember, you can trust Swanson. There we More go. people do. Oh, yeah, and we do, too. And that's our Thanksgiving dinner. It always is, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And we're ready. And you know what's interesting is I, I you've been saving these Thanksgiving dinners in the big uh, deep freeze for, for a long time. That one goes way back now. Can you tell me just how old that dinner is that we're pulling out and shoving into the oven today? Within five years, how old is that dinner right there? How old? Yes, from I what year? Know. What year within five years? Oh, 1962. You are within that five-year time frame. You're going to be eating something today from blowing the uh, freezer burn off of it a little bit. From 1960, Kimmy. Ooh. Yes, there we go. We'll see just how yummy and preserved it is. All right. From 1960. Remember, we can't microwave these has that because it's, you know, that metal foil. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll be seeing some sparking and it won't be coming from your knife and fork. 
And we don't want that kind of sparking, do we, Jethro? No. Oh, no. So that is the kind of dinner we have planned here at the Riley and Kimmy Show for uh, Thanksgiving Day. And this message, a throwback Thursday message for Thanksgiving from the Riley and Kimmy Show. I feel I'd like to say thanks in a rather special way. Oh, Lord, we give thee thanks from the depths of our humble hearts for all the blessings thou hast seen fit to bestow upon us. We thank thee for the food which graces our table, the roof which covers our head. We thank thee for the privilege of living as free men in a country which respects our freedom and our personal rights to worship and think and speak as we choose. We thank thee for making us a family, for giving us sincerity and understanding. But most of all, dear Lord, we thank thee for giving us the greatest gift a family may know, the gift of love for one another. Amen. Words couldn't have been uh, spoken any better here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Question for Kimmy, as uh, we do an early uh, trivia question here for her, or maybe uh, a second early trivia question, I guess, because we did do the turkey dinner one. Tell me who said those wise words, Kimmy. Can you give me or the TV show it's from? Oh, I don't know. Father Knows Best? That is correct. And can you tell me who that was then? Because that, that was the father. Robert Young? That's correct. That's Robert Young, and that was actually on television uh, a number of years ago. It's kind of surprising that they did that, uh, something you couldn't see on, I don't think, on TV today. Mm. And uh, we have a video version of that uh, on our Facebook page, and you can find links to that at RileyandKimmy.com. Before we get to nerd and pop culture geek trivia on this Thursday, November 24th, by the way, 37 days remaining until the end of the year. And as we record this episode, Kimmy has already done her Black Friday shopping. Yes, I have. It's completed, right? Not, I don't know if I'd say completed. Well, the big one is completed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kimmy's already got that done. Now, I thought we'd go back in time just for fun and say throwback Thursday moment with some turkey answers because everybody has questions about Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Well, way back in the 1940s, they had a Answer Man radio program, and here's just a real brief sniglet here before we get to nerd and pop culture trivia and something else for throwback Thursday here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Let's find out a little bit about, uh, well, Thanksgiving and turkey with the Answer Man. The Answer Man is presented as a service to you to give you the answers to your questions. And here he is, the Answer Man. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're all having a nice Thanksgiving day. And I believe you some questions about Thanksgiving there for me to answer. Quite a few. This letter from a Brooklyn woman reads, Which was the bigger holiday in pilgrim times, Christmas or Thanksgiving? My husband says Thanksgiving, but that doesn't seem to make sense to me. Maybe it doesn't, but your husband is right. Thanksgiving was a far more important festivity. For, to many Puritans, the celebration of Christmas was idolatry, hateful idolatry. A young man of Greenwich, Connecticut, wonders why we call a turkey a turkey, since the bird didn't come from the country turkey. No, but when the bird was first introduced into Europe, the name turkey was used to mean any far distant land. So it was natural for them to call it a turkey cock. A man who lives in Garfield, New Jersey, inquires, when was Thanksgiving Day first celebrated by the whole United States? On November 26, 1789. When, at the request of Congress, George Washington proclaimed a day of thanksgiving for the whole nation. The Manhattan woman wants to know if the Indians knew how to make pumpkin pie. No, they didn't know how to make pie crust. But the Indians did have a pumpkin pudding made with maple syrup. 
A camp up in Long Island soldier asks, is there such a thing as a turkey with all white meat? Yes. White turkeys produce all white, or at least light, meat. A letter from an Ossining, New York man reads, as I remember it, the first Thanksgiving was in celebration of a bumper crop. A bumper crop the pilgrims had harvested. Am I right? And what was the crop? You are right. And the crop was primarily corn, barley, and peas. Twenty acres of corn and six of barley and peas. A young man who lives in the Bronx wants to know how long it took the pilgrims to eat their Thanksgiving dinner. Even with the help of the Indians who came to the feast, so much food was prepared it took them a week to eat it all up. A woman writes from Tenafly, New Jersey. Did the colonists learn how to make cranberry sauce from the Indians, or did the Indians learn how from the white settlers? Neither. Each had learned how before they met. When the pilgrim settlers arrived in this country, they found the Indians using cranberries in their pemmican and making a cranberry sauce with maple syrup, while the people of Europe had learned to make cranberry sauce with sugar from the Scandinavians. A note from a Hyde Park, New York man reads, What with all the fuss we've been having, whether the third or fourth or fifth Thursday in November should be Thanksgiving, I wonder if you can tell me which one has a historical authority behind it. Which Thursday was the first Thanksgiving held on? The second Thursday, in December. The first Thanksgiving was proclaimed by Governor George Bradford as December 13, 1621. A young man who lives on Staten Island inquires, Who was the first man to eat turkey? We do not know who the very first was, but Benjamin Franklin said the first Europeans of promise to eat turkey were Charles IX of France, his bride Elizabeth of Austria, and the guests at their wedding feast in 1570. There is some of the answer, man, Kimmy. Wow. Yes, and... Because the Riley and Kimmy Show knows you want to know, we will put the whole Answer Man segment available right on our website. You can find that. Um, nostalgic. It'll, it'll just say Turkey Answer Man if you want the whole thing. That part is there, but there's more to the whole turkey thing. That was pretty interesting. And like, yeah, there are some states when this was uh, made available back in the 1940s that did not celebrate. There were six of them that did not celebrate Thanksgiving all at the same time. Wow. While the rest of the country celebrated on one Thursday, they celebrated on another Thursday. Huh. He has that answer there, too. And many others, too. Like, who ate the most during that first Thanksgiving celebration? Mm. Ooh, has that answer, too. And how about that? It took a week to eat the Thanksgiving mm. dinner. You know, there was no refrigeration except outside. It was quite cold, so I guess it didn't matter mm. in that case. A hmm. whole week. I guess they didn't have some of our friends there because, you know, some of our friends would not have taken them a, a week to eat that whole dinner. <laughs> it would have been gone in just a few seconds. You know, plop that right down, gone, mm -hmm. right? So a little bit of a, a throwback Thursday turkey trivia kind of thing available right on our website, RileyandKimmy.com. is a place to find that uh, that nostalgic rewind to, you know, the world of Thanksgiving. And then you can annoy everybody at the table with some Thanksgiving, dated Thanksgiving trivia. Why, yes. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. It's our way of helping, our way of sharing and caring here on the Riley and Kimmy Show on Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, Kimmy, question, would you like to play nerd and pop culture geek trivia? Sure. <laughs> And here we go, Kimmy. It is Thanksgiving Thursday, November 24th. There are 37 days left until the end of the year. We're going to ask our very first question. By the way, these are these are bouncing all over the place here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. They're not necessarily linear. It could pop around anywhere 
any time frame. So get ready to be like in Quantum Leap B, Sam Beckett here. Here we go with the first question for you, Kimmy. Yes. All right, Kimmy, going back in time here, we have an audio clue for you. That's the, the very first uh, question. Part of the Riley and Kimmy show was on this date in history. Something happened. It was in 1963. A Dallas nightclub owner shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald live on national television. We'll give you a little rewind here and see if you can give me the answer. Who was the killer? Yeah, there is Lee Oswald. He's been shot. He's been shot. Lee Oswald has been shot. There's the man with a gun. It's absolute panic. Absolute panic here in the basement of Dallas Police Headquarters. Detectives have their guns drawn. Oswald has been shot. There is no question about it. Oswald has been shot. Pandemonium has broken loose here in the basement of Dallas Police Headquarters. Now, whether the bullet literally hit Oswald or not, we are not absolutely positive. But there has been a gunshot. Oswald reached for his stomach. All right, Kimmy, that is from 1963. Tell me the name of the Dallas nightclub owner who shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Jack Ruby. That's correct. You're, You're on a roll here, Kimmy. We might add something to that uh, TV turkey dinner for you for Thanksgiving. Here we go. It was on this date in history. Give me the year, Kimmy, that the animal welfare novel called Black Beauty is published. I'm sure you read Black Beauty. Give me the year, Black Beauty, within 20 years. When was it first published? 1950. Wrong century. It was 1877 when Black Beauty was first published published Kimmy. It was on this date, 1615. French King Louis XIII marries Anne of Austria. They are both 14 years old. Mm. Moving over to something else from the Almanac. It was on this date, 1859. Charles Darwin, a British naturalist, publishes On the Origin of Species. And we know the controversy that happened after that. That was 1859. It was 1874. The patent was granted for barbed fencing uh, materials. So that's when the, you know, those kind of fences went up, the barbed wire fences. Okay. And think about that. It's 1874. Sometimes I think some Westerns have gotten that wrong, a little bit in depictions and things like that. But when barbed wire came into effect, that really made some people quite upset in American history. So mm. you can check out it. And it played out in some of the, the Westerns it did, but you got to question what the time period is of the Western when it's when they're showing that. It was on this date, 1903, Clyde Coleman receives a patent for the electric self-starter for an automobile. It was 1947, John Steinbeck's novel, The Pearl, was published for the first time. It was on this date, Kimmy. I'll give you the year. You tell me who the recording artist is and the hit, the classic hit. The year is 1966. Here is your audio clue. You tell me the recording artist and tell me the name of that hit. I'm pretty sure you know it. It is actually a controversial hit in its own right. Somehow it got past censors. Here is the audio clue. I'm just mad about saffron. Saffron's mad about me I'm just mad about 
What do they call him, Kimmy? Mellow Yellow. They call me Mellow Yellow. Quite rightly. They call me Mellow Yellow. Quite rightly. They call me Mellow Yellow. And I will not ask Kimmy what the controversy surrounds that song because I don't want to put her on the spot and embarrass her. But if you listen to the words and you can figure it out, it does deal with some uh, electronic pleasuring device. That's the the way uh, it's kind of hidden there. And uh, it somehow got past uh, everybody back in the 1960s. 1966, Donovan, mellow, yellow. Kimmy's like, oh, wow, now I'll have to listen to that one again. Yes, I'm, I'm pleased that you listened to uh, all the oldies radio stations I was part of, Mellow Yellow. Now, just out of curiosity, can you name his other big hit? That's not part of uh, the trivia. It was Sunshine Superman was his other hit. That's Donovan. Mm. Yeah, you want to hear that song, don't you? Well, just listen to my MP3 player. I have uh, Mellow Yellow in its entirety right there. It was on this date, Kimmy, 1969. This Apollo mission came to a conclusion Landed safely in the Pacific Ocean, bringing an end to the second manned mission to the moon. The second manned mission to the moon. Now, Kimmy, the question is, what what number Apollo mission is this? Which one? 10? 11. The second mission comes to an end. Oh, Apollo 12. That's correct, Kimmy. Apollo 12 is the answer. Apollo 11 is... Uh, when Neil and yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzz uh, walked on I the... I knew that. I'm sure you did. I, I know you that. did. I know you're just thinking about that turkey dinner, that Swanson's... Uh, you're just like, boy, I can't wait to peel back that metal foil. That's what it is. And Because you want that delicious dessert. I'm dessert. so hungry. You want those peas. I can't even think. And you want those delicious peas and yes. dessert that's with that. Mm-mm, even though it's from 1960. Here we go. <laughs> What's on this date, Kimmy? During a severe thunderstorm over Washington State, a hijacker by the name of D.B. Cooper parachutes from a Northwest Orient Airline plane with $2,000 in ransom money. He was never found. Can you give me the year this happened within five 1972? 1971, so you get that one. It was on this date, Kimmy. Freddie Mercury, a queen, dies of AIDS complications. Tell me the year within five, and tell me how old he was within five. 1978? That Freddie Mercury dies of Mm -hmm. queen? 1980? You're just trying to read me here. What it is. What Freddie Mercury of Queen, you know, Mm -hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody, Mm -hmm. dies in what year? Passes away. 1985. And how old was he within five, Kimmy? 37. He was 45 when he passed, and he passed away 1991 (laughs) is when he passed away. And if you listen to the episode 1062, we asked Kimmy when he announced... I'm so hungry. I, I know. need food for my brain. You want to peel back that foil, don't you? You just can't wait. Mm-hmm. You can't wait to get your hands I on that. You need those yeah. nutrients you from that Swanson's dinner from 1960. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gimme, it was on this date, 1991. Cindy Lauper and David Thornton were married. 1991, Eric Carr of Kiss dies of cancer at the age of 41. Carr had joined Kiss in 1982 when founding drummer Peter Chris left the group. 
So on this date, 1996, Rusty Wallace won the first NASCAR event to be held in Japan. It was 1996, Barry Sanders of the Detroit Lions set an NFL record when he recorded his eighth straight 1,000-yard season. It was 1998, American Online, otherwise known as AOL, announced a deal for their purchase of Netscape for $4.21 billion dollars. A little over $4 billion. Hmm. That was in 1998. Who knows what AOL is now? Think about that. Mm-hmm. I do. Well, you're not a millennial. Right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and you're not a geezer. So you put the two, they may not, you know, mm. know what it is at all. Moving over to notable birthdays today. Zachary Taylor came he born 1784, passes away at the age of 65 in 1850. Can you tell me what he is known for? That is Zachary Taylor. He was a president. That's correct. 12th president of the United States, serving from March 1849 until his death, July of 1850. Before his presidency, Taylor was a career officer in the United States Army, rising to the rank of major general. Scott Joplin, born on this date, 1868, died at the age of 49. Dale Carnegie was born on this date, 1888, died at the age of 66, November of 1955. He was an American writer and lecturer and the developer of the famous courses of self-improvement, salesmanship, corporate training, public speaking, and interpersonal skills, born in poverty. But he would eventually write the book How to Win Friends and Influence People in 1936 and it still holds true to this day, still used by many uh, to you know, educate or uh, inform people on how to deal with the public. Have you ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People? No. Well, it's just simple. Don't act like I do in public and you'll be fine. Okay. There, That's the summary right there. Moving over to, <laughs> to, to the music part of the Almanac for this date. Pay attention, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. He is Celebrating a birthday today, an English musician principally known as the original drummer for the Beatles from 1960 to 1962. Who is that original drummer? Pete Best. That's correct. And who replaced Pete Best? Ringo Starr. Yes. You realize John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison all asked the group manager, Brian Epstein, to kick him out. Mm. And that was after the first recording session at Abbey Abbey Road Studios. Mm. They they bounced him. Okay. Moving over to other notable having a birthday today. An American actor, voice artist, Kimmy, also talk show host. You've met him. He is known for his roles as Captain Howling Mad Murdoch on the 1980s TV show The A-Team and as Reginald Barkley in Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager. You know, he brought Voyager home, for you nerds that know. And he was also in the film Star Trek First Contact. He's also well-known in animation in the Ben 10 series and in children's cartoon Chowder and in Cat Dog. And he's also a radio talk show host. Can you tell me who that birthday person is? No. Kimmy, there's a picture of him in the in the Batcave when we met him. Mm-hmm. At a Star Trek convention, met him with another member of A Team. Can you do this? This is one of my favorite people. Well, it wasn't Dirk Benedict; it was the other one. Yeah, it's his best buddy. They're, they they do things together. Um, yeah, it's his best pal. I know. I can't think of. Yes, his name. come on, Kimmy, you can do it. Can't you know, I like this guy. I know. You can, come on. He was probably the prime reason we went to that event because I wanted to meet him. Although I liked meeting Dirk as well. 
You have no idea. Kimmy's shaking her head going, please get off this question. I don't know who it is. Kimmy, it's visual. Give me audio here. Come on. I don't know. Kimmy does not know. I'll give you the first name. There's one last chance to save you here, okay? Dwight. Nope. Schultz is the answer. Dwight Schultz. Any uh, attempt on age here? Um, 55. He is 69 today. Wow. Moving over to somebody else today. Having a birthday. Actor. Stanley Livingston having a birthday. American actor best known for playing a uh, on a certain TV show, Kimmy. He played Chip Douglas, the third son of Stephen Douglas, on the long-running TV show. Here's your question. Tell me the name of the TV show, and then tell me how old Stanley Livingston is. Uh, well, it's my three sons and 65. You get that because he is 66 today. And by the way, his younger brother, Barry Livingston, played the adopted brother, Ernie, in later seasons of My Three Sons. Clem Burke having a birthday today. He is 61, American musician who is best known as a drummer for the band Blondie from 1975. Shortly after the band was formed, he became the drummer. See if you can get this one, Kimmy. Oh, boy. We're going back down to Star Trek. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You have seen this person. You have attended a panel. I'll give you that much, Okay. Here we go. This American actress and model, best known for portraying security chief Tasha Yar in season one of Star Trek Next Generation. She's the granddaughter of a famous crooner. Can you tell an actor? Can you tell me who she is? Denise Crosby. Oh boy. Yes, 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 that's good. And within five, how old is Denise Crosby today? Fifty-two. She is fifty-nine today. Oops. And that's okay, Kimmy. I don't think you did that bad. Sarah Hyland having a birthday today. Actress, American actress. She is 26. She gained her first major or fame from the first uh, big role from ABC sitcom Modern Family. I think you did quite well there so far on the Almanac. Moving to another section. I see dead people. Deaths on this date in history of notables. George Raft, American actor and dancer, died at the age of 79, November 24th, 1980. He was an American film actor and identify with portraying gangsters in crime melodramas from the 1930s and 1940s, a leading man in dozens of movies. Now, today, Raft is mostly known for his gangster roles in the original Scarface as an example, 1932, Each Dawn I Die, 1939, Billy Wilder's 1959 comedy, Some Like It Hot, and as a dancer, Umpolero in 1934, and one of my favorites of all time, a truck driver in They Drive By Night in 1940, where he co-stars with Humphrey Bogart. Fantastic film. If you ever get a chance to see that, check it out. That wraps up the Almanac today. Kimmy, I think you did a, a really, really good job. Uh, get ready to eat your vittles. Get ready to, you know, uh, shove it into the oven, if you will. That 1960s Swanson dinner. Yeah, you can have mine, too. I, I feel so generous. You, you can have mine as well. And as you prepare the dinner and as you eat your scrumptious Thanksgiving dinner, let's go back in time with something for Throwback Thursday Thanksgiving. That's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. Be sure to tell your friends you found a place that has pop culture escapism all the time. A variety, nerd-related, geek-related 
talk show, brand new shows every single day. You can find those at RileyandKimmy.com. Going back in time to the golden age of radio right now, something throwback Thursday oriented, also uh, Thanksgiving oriented. We're going back to two episodes of the Golden Age of Radio, two different types of shows. First one is Mel Blanc's show. Yes, the guy who did all the voices in cartoons had his own, it was brief, his own radio program. And we have his Thanksgiving Day episode from 1946, followed uninterrupted with Father Knows Best. And this is not the, it has nothing to do with the audio you heard on the opening of the show. Father Knows Best radio show, which is totally different from the TV show, meaning there's different actors except for Robert Young. He's the only one that's the same from uh, the radio era to the TV era. Show's a little more edgier, too. But it's a Thanksgiving episode from 1950. We have both of those back-to-back uninterrupted for your listening enjoyment on this Thanksgiving. And by the way, the Riley and Kimmy Show hopes you're with somebody you love today, family members, friends, and we hope you have an enjoyable Thanksgiving weekend. Remember, we are here all Black Friday weekend, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. We'll be your escape source if you need it when you're standing in line. Find out more at RileyandKimmy.com. Now going back in time, here's Mel Blank Thanksgiving party from 1946 on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hollywood Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kern, Jerry Hausner, Hans Conried, Earl Ross, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. Mm. What's up, Dad? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody, 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 Hi. <laughs> and starring himself in person, Mel Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Thanksgiving, and in Mel Blanc's little town, courageous suitors are taking advantage of the holiday spirit to approach prospective fathers-in-law on a delicate subject. In one house, where Sam Green has asked Mr. Brown if he may marry his daughter, Mr. Brown is saying, Sam Green, I'm going to set the date next week. And in another house, where Henry Adams has asked Mr. Jones if he may marry his daughter, Mr. Jones is saying, Henry Adams, I'm going to make you a junior partner in my firm. And in the Colby house, where Mel Blank has asked Mr. Colby if he may marry his daughter Betty, Mr. Colby is saying, Mel Blank, I'm going to break every bone in your body! <laughs>
Thanksgiving Eve. And in order to get in Mr. Colby's good graces again, Mel Blank is holding a Thanksgiving party in his fix-it shop. He has invited a few of his friends for Thanksgiving dinner. Right now, we find Mel and his girl, Betty, setting the table. Knife, plate, fork. Knife, plate, fork. Knife, fork. <laughs> Mel, those were the last two plates. Now what do you do? Oh, don't worry. Knife, piece of plate, fork. <laughs> Knife, piece of plate, fork. Gosh, what a beautiful table. Yes, there's a celery stalk, stuffed olives, candied yams, cranberry sauce, all the fixings. And in the center, that great big beautiful 15-pound salami. <laughs> but now, Father will be awfully mad. He's expecting turkey. Oh, I took care of that. I scooped out the center of the salami and I stuffed it with chestnut dressing. <laughs> and besides, Betty, what difference does it make, salami or turkey? It's the spirit of Thanksgiving that counts. But, Mel... Anyway, the orphan's home needed the turkey much more than I did. Oh, darling, I love you for giving the turkey to the orphan's home. You always were a softie for children. Well, Betty, you know how I feel about us. Someday we'll get married and we'll have a little two-room house. <laughs> yeah. Then after a while, we'll add another room. Betty, I refuse to have your father live with us. <laughs> I mean children. After we get married, there's no reason why we can't have three, four, or five. Yeah, and if we like them, the next year we'll have some more. <laughs> well, if Dad gets mad at you for not having turkey, I'm going to tell him why. Oh, uh, that's another thing, Betty. I don't want you to tell your father anything. Don't tell anybody. I did it. I'm glad I did it, but I don't have to advertise it. Ah, oh, that's the nicest thing I ever heard, darling. For that, I'm going to give you a great big tip. <laughs> well, now say something. Such a kiss for a 15-pound turkey? <laughs> yes. Gosh, I wish it had been 50 pounds. <laughs> well, if it isn't our lodge secretary, Earl Ross. Hey, how are you feeling, Brother Ross? Ah, potato salad. Oh, yeah, Betty made it. Say, uh, why don't you try some? Well, just a small plate. I don't want to spoil my appetite. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Pass the olives, Mel. No, not the green one. It's a pitch of green one. <laughs> the, uh... Why don't you have another sandwich? No, thanks. I've already had two. I've <laughs> already had four, but who's counting? <laughs> Go on, have another one. Oh, here comes Father Mel. Hey, who's that fellow with him? Oh, that's Willie Murdoch. Father just hired him to manage the supermarket. He's rather nice. Rather nice? Betty, have you gone out with him? Well, Father insisted that I go to the movies with him last night. You and Willie at the movies? Dark places? <laughs> Betty, why didn't you tell me? Well, darling, it's Thanksgiving, and I didn't want to upset you. Now, you be nice to him. Huh. Uh, hello, Mel. <clears throat> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Colby. Oh, Mel, I want you to meet my new manager, Willie Murdoch. Hello, Mr. Murdoch. Hello, Blank. Heard a lot about you from Mr. Colby. <laughs> Don't let it get you down. <laughs> Willie, this is Mr. Ross, secretary of our Loyal Order of Benevolent Zebras. Mr. Ross is a very good friend of mine. Oh, well, Mr. Colby, any good friend of yours is a good friend of mine. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Ross. That's Mr. 
It's a very nice fix-it shop you got here, Blank, but I've got a couple of ideas to improve it. First of all, it's too stuffy in here. Well, it could use a little air conditioning. Blank, you can't condition this air. You got to get rid of it. <laughs> and next, you take down that picture of the city dump on the wall. Murdoch, that's no picture. You're looking through the window. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I see Miss Colby is unattached. Better go over and attach myself. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. Why couldn't the Pilgrim Fathers have landed on him? Oh, Happy Thanksgiving. Hello, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Hello, Zookie. Oh, hello. Betty. Hey. Say, uh, how do you like my new dress, Zookie? <laughs> oh, uh, gosh, Betty, you're the most beautiful. Uh, 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 you're the quintessence of lovely. Lovely. Uh, 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 you're the acme of perfect. Oh, by the way, Zucky, I got a letter from my cousin Dottie and a new picture of her. Here, look. <laughs> <laughs> Cousin Dottie is so shy and sweet and coy. What do you think of her bathing suit? <laughs> Zuki, can I get you a little something before dinner? What would you like? I'd like some of your potatoes here. So, uh, I'd like some some candy there. You get yeah. <laughs> I'd like that picture of Dottie. <laughs> Say, Betty, did you know that Mel invited us here for Thanksgiving dinner and there's no turkey? Well, you're right, Mr. Colby. Mel invited us for Thanksgiving dinner and there's no turkey. Why, Thanksgiving isn't Thanksgiving without turkey. That's exactly my thought, Mr. Colby. Thanksgiving isn't Thanksgiving without turkey. Huh. Uh, this guy can easily uh, be, uh, be replaced with a sheet of carbon paper. <laughs> I tell you, this is preposterous. Look, where's Mel? Oh, he, he went back to the ch 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 kitchen. Oh. Well, I want to talk to him. And Murdoch, uh, Willie, you take care of Betty. Oh, well, if you say so, Mr. Colby. Anything you say goes, Mr. Colby. I'm your boy, Mr. Colby. You know you can count on me, Mr. Colby. Ha, ha, ha. Mel is in a jam again. Uh, I got to go and explain everything to you. Uh, I got to go and, and, and warn you. Uh, I got to go and the, the, the tip of my eyes. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> Well, Mel Blanc is giving a Thanksgiving party in his fix-it shop to get in the good graces of his girl's father, Mr. Colby. But so far, everything is going wrong. Mr. Colby is mad because there's no turkey. Willie Murdoch, the new supermarket manager, is making a play for Mel's girl. Right now, the party is in full swing, but we find Mel disconsolately talking to Betty's kid brother, Tommy, in a corner of the shop. Boy, is my dad sore at you, Mel. Yeah, Tommy, and I gave this party just to make an impression on him. What can I do to please your father? Mel, I know something you can do that'll surely please him. You do? What is it? No, you're too young to die. <laughs> well, anyway, my pop is mad at you for having salami instead of a turkey at this party. Yeah, I know. Mel, why don't you tell my pop you gave the turkey to the orphan's home? Now, you keep out of this, Tommy. The reason I'm not saying anything is because this year, 
Your father forgot to give them a turkey himself. And if I said anything about it, it would only embarrass him. Oh. Oh, Mel, here comes our lodge president, Mr. Cushing. Oh. <laughs> Good, I'll go over and welcome him. Holiday greetings, Brother Blank. Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. How are things? Wonderful. Happiest Thanksgiving I ever had. Well, where's the wife? Home in bed with laryngitis. <laughs> Happiest Thanksgiving I ever had. Gee, that's too bad. How is she feeling? Darn that penicillin. <laughs> Say, how did she get laryngitis? Well, Mel, we went to the UCLA-USC football game. Little woman went completely berserk, kept screaming her head off. She did? Yeah, well, the first opportunity she ever had to yell at 22 men all at once. <laughs> you mean now she can't talk at all? Not a word. She just lies there in bed and hisses. <laughs> Empty the garbage pail, shake out the carpet sweeper, clean up the kitchen. I wish she wouldn't tell me what to do. I have my own system for doing the housework. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. Cushing, it must be tough living with your wife. Mel, if you only knew. Last night we went out and she said, Look at me, John, I'm dressed up to kill. <laughs> Gad, what a temptation. <laughs> I tell you, Mel, I'd leave that woman in a minute if she didn't have all that money. <laughs> I don't know why I'm standing here telling you all this. It's just that I've done no one to talk to. Oh, cheer up, Mr. Cushing. When you get your wife a Christmas present, everything will be okay. Well, she's already hinted about a present. She wants some beauty aid. Ha! <laughs> no, no, Mr. Cushing. After all, beauty is only skin deep. Mel, she's already been peeled. <laughs> the nerve of that woman. She asked me for a beauty makeup kit. Well, what are you going to get her? With her face, a box of Dr. Scholl's foot pads. <laughs> Nothing helped that woman, Mel. Well, I have to let you in for another disappointment, mighty potentate. Hmm? I haven't any turkey. What a relief. You're happy not to see a turkey? Mel, are you forgetting? I've been looking at my wife all day. <laughs> well, on to the party. Oh, I see Brother Colby here. Greetings, Brother Colby. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Oh, greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. And there's Brother Ross. Greetings, Brother Ross. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, passes all ugga. <laughs> Tommy, I'll, 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 all right, Mr. Cushing, all right. Well, I'm sorry. I thought I'd run away with Margaboo. Huh? <laughs> all right, come on, everybody. Let's all have fun. Uh, does anybody want to hear me impersonate Charles Boyer? All right, I'll sing a song. Uh, anybody hear the story about the cop in Brooklyn? Shall I sing now? <laughs> You've never heard this story before. Is it about the cop finding the dead horse on Kosciuszko Avenue? Uh-huh. And he can't say Cassiusco, so he moves the horse to Main Street? Uh-huh. Shall I sing now? No! I'll tell another one, and I know you don't know this story. Uh, a fellow was having soup in a restaurant, and he called over the head waiter. See here, sir, he exclaimed. There's a fly in this soup. What do you think the head waiter said? Did he say, what do you want for a diamond elephant? 
Yes, and I wish you'd drop dead. <laughs> I'll try one more story now. All right, everybody quiet now. Mr. Colby's going to try one more story. Go ahead, Mr. Colby. Everybody keep quiet. Thanks, Myrtle. Thanks. Well, it, it, it seems a man in a restaurant called uh, the waitress over and said, my cocoa is cold. Well, replied the waitress, if your cocoa is cold, put your hat on it. <laughs> oh, very funny. Very, very funny. <laughs> Shall I sing now, Mr. Colby? <laughs> I've had enough from you, Mel Blank. You've ruined my entire evening. His entire evening. Father, let's And you've got a nerve inviting people to a Thanksgiving party and not even having any turkey. Yeah, not having any turkey. But father... Hey, when do we eat? I'm starved. <laughs> Come on, Father, let's eat. Um, oh, all right. Okay, everybody, sit down now. Uh, Fine, yes. Uh, this food looks wonderful. No home cooking. Well, everybody see that? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, I'll carve the salami. <laughs> Who wants a leg? I do. I do. I do. Everybody wants a leg. I should have gotten an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have turkey. Colby, will you stop? Everyone knows salami is much safer than turkey. Safer? Yes, no bones. Oh. <laughs> well, Tommy, what part do you want? I want the part that goes over the counter last. <laughs> and how about you, Brother Ross? Well, I don't know. I'm losing my appetite. <laughs> just give me the dark meat. The salami is all dark meat. That's why I said, just give me the dark meat. <laughs> What part do you want? I always let Mr. Colby choose first. All right, Mr. Colby, what part uh, would you like? Oh, this has gone too far. I refuse to sit here and be made a fool of. Oh, but Mr. Colby... Well, this can't go on any longer. I'm going to tell Father. Betty, please. Well, tell me why. Why we haven't any turkey tonight. Oh, come in. Is Mr. Blank here? I'm Mel Blank, little boy. Mr. Blank, I'm from the orphan's home. I brought you a piece of your turkey. You did? Yes. It tasted so good, all the boys wanted you to have some. They wanted me to tell you how much they appreciated you remembering them on Thanksgiving Day. Gee, thanks. They also asked me to give a message from all the boys at the home. You mind if I give it? No, no, go ahead. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? No blank, no blank, hooray! <laughs> thanks a lot. So long, Mr. Blank. So long. <laughs> Gee, wasn't that sweet? Well... You gave your turkey to the orphanage? Oh, why didn't you tell us about it? Well, you're right again, Mr. Colby. Mel Blank, why did you... Oh, tell... shut up! <laughs> well, Mel, uh, he didn't want to tell you because you forgot to give your turkey this year. What? Well, I always give a turkey to the orphanage. In fact, I told Willie Murdoch... To... Murdoch, didn't you deliver that? Uh, 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 Mr. Colby, it, <laughs> it, it slipped my mind. Oh, it uh, did, it. Murdoch, come here. I'm going to break every bone in your body. Quiet, everybody. Mr. Colby's going to break every bone in his body. <laughs> Gee, it sounds good on somebody else. Oh, forget it, Mr. Colby. It's Thanksgiving. Let's forget. Uh, yes, you're right, Mel. Yeah, let's forgive and let's eat. <laughs> All right, here. Sit next to me, Mel, my son. Thanks, Pop. Oh, yeah. Ah, nothing like the smell of salami on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, you see, Betty, it's like I said. What difference does it make, salami or turkey? It's the spirit of Thanksgiving that counts.
high the board with plenteous cheer and gather to the feast and toast the sturdy pilgrim band whose courage never ceased. You know, the pilgrims started the custom of Thanksgiving, but there are others whose trials and tribulations on an average Thanksgiving day bear inspection and a certain amount of sympathy. Take, for example, the Andersons, who live in Springfield in a white frame house on Maple Street. They count their blessings and give their thanks, but with three children in the house, even a simple rite like Thanksgiving can be a pretty complicated affair, like this. Mother! We're in the den, Betty. Is it all right if I borrow your earrings? Betty! If you have anything to ask your mother, come down here and ask her. Jumping creepers. Sounds like she was reared in a barn. Stands up there screaming her head off. Jim. Hmm? Kathy is waiting to read her poem. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Kathy. Go ahead. Yes, Daddy. Go ahead, dear. Well, now what are you waiting for? I have to be introduced. Pardon me. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the competition in the fourth grade, Miss Kathleen Anderson. Is that better? Now you have to applaud. Okay, we applaud. Thank you. What a ham. <laughs> Has to get her applause before she reads the poem. Jim. Doesn't want to take any chances. All right, dear, anytime you're ready. Yes, Mommy. Thanksgiving Day by Kathleen Joy Anderson, fourth grade. Thanksgiving is a lucky day. Uh, well, wait a minute. What was that name? The name? Your name. Say it again. Kathleen Joy Anderson. Where did the joy come from? Your name is Kathleen Louise Anderson. But I don't like Louise. You what? Jim, Kathy and I talked it all my over. My mother's name is Louise, and if it's good enough for my mother, it's good enough for her. It's only a middle name, dear, and if she doesn't like it... Why shouldn't she like it? What's wrong with it? Nothing, Jim, but it's her name. You're darn right it's her name. She's not going to change it. <laughs> now, go ahead. Mommy? Go ahead, dear. Gee whiz. My grandmother and her mother were named Louise. <laughs> There's no reason why she should want to change it. Well? What? Read the poem. Yes, Daddy. Thanksgiving Day by Kathleen Louise Anderson. That's more like it. Fourth grade. That's much better. Jim, please. All right, Kathy, go ahead. Thanksgiving is a lucky day for all the girls and boys. It isn't just like Christmas when your parents give you toys. It isn't even like Easter when you get an Easter bunny. Or even like your birthday when your uncle sends you money. What? <laughs> Jim. When did her uncle ever send her money? <laughs> or anything else. Kathy. She's nine years old, he's never sent her a button. Gives her money. He's so tight he can't even sit down. <laughs> Jim Anderson, I know you don't like him, but he's been very good to my sister, and if Kathy needs him for her poems... Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and your brother-in-law. <laughs> Boy, is that a combination. Go ahead, Kathleen. Yes, Mommy. Thanksgiving Day by Kathleen... Uh, uh, 
Not from the beginning, Kathy. Start where you left off. I don't remember where I was. Your uncle was giving you money. Oh. That's something we can all remember. Yes, Daddy. This isn't a poem. It's a fairy tale. Jim, if you say one more word... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kathy. Is it all right if I start up near Christmas? Start anywhere you like, but start. Okay. Thanksgiving Day by Kathleen <laughs> Thanksgiving is a lucky day for all the girls and boys. It isn't just like Christmas when your parents give you toys. It isn't even like Easter when you get an Easter bunny. Or even like your birthday when your uncle gives you money. I didn't say a word. Go ahead, dear. It isn't like the 4th of July or Decoration Day. Or summer vacation, or Halloween. Kathy, when are you going to stop telling us what it isn't like and tell us what it is like? How can she when you keep interrupting? Well, it's supposed to be a poem about Thanksgiving, isn't it? And what has she said? It isn't like Christmas. It isn't like the Fourth of July. Who said it was? <laughs> Jim, the poem has already won the contest. We're just supposed to listen. But as long as... We're it... just supposed to listen. Go ahead, dear. You mean from the beginning? No, no. <laughs> Start after that funny part where your uncle gives you money. Okay. It isn't like the 4th of July or Decoration Day or summer vacation or Halloween when all the kids can play. No! Oh, good. Oh. good grief. Oh. Scare a man half out of his wits? Is it all right if I borrow your earrings? Look what you've done. Ash is all over the floor. Well, I'll clean it up, Margaret. Don't worry about it. What happened? Nothing happened. I knocked over the ashtray, that's all. Go ahead, Kathy. Thanksgiving is a different day. Excuse me, Kathy. I have to speak to Mother. Let her finish the poem, Betty. Father, I told Janie Liggett I'd be there early. She's counting on me. You don't have to read a poem over the radio. Oh, no. You mean she's going to read that horrible thing in public? Thanksgiving is a lucky day. I didn't see you winning any free turkey dinner. I didn't have to. The Liggetts are going to have three turkeys. Wait a minute. The way you kids talk, you'd think we'd never had a turkey in this house. <laughs> Jim. I've got a good mind to keep you all home. Father. Jim, it isn't a question of turkey. Kathy's principal told you. Why couldn't they have their dinner some other day? But Thanksgiving dinner was the prize, dear. For all eight grades, it's become a major event. And the Liggetts. If somebody looks cross-eyed, Janie Liggett has a party. Father, you said... I know what I said. And it'll be a relief to get you all out of the house. Your mother won't have to spend all day cooking a dinner. You'll wolf down in 20 minutes. Jim. We'll have a little peace around here. Even if it is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a different day, the day I like the best. Kathy, I haven't asked about the earrings. Which earrings, Betty? The ones with the rhinestones. Oh, dear, those are much too old for you. Oh, no, they aren't, Mother. Really, they aren't. Thanksgiving is a different day. Uh, just a minute, Kathy. Betty, if your mother says they're too old for you... But they aren't, Father. I tried them on. Don't you think something less formal would be more suitable? But, Mother... After all, rhinestones in the afternoon... Not good, huh? Not good at all. 
How about the little pearl one? Oh, much better. May I? <laughs> of course, dear. Oh, thank you, Mother. You're an angel. Go ahead, Kathy. Maybe I ought to get the vacuum cleaner. The whole rug's a mess. Just leave it, Jim. I'll clean it later. It'll only take me a second. Jim. All right, Kathy. No. <laughs> yes, get it over with, please. Thanksgiving is a different day, the day I like the best. It's even better than Sunday, which is called the day of rest. Thanksgiving is my favorite day. So long, everybody. Oh, goodbye, dear. Now, have a nice time. Bud, what are you doing with my suitcase? What? Thanksgiving is my favorite day. Come in here and bring the suitcase. Gosh, I'm not going to hurt it, Dad. Did anybody say you could borrow my suitcase? No, Dad. Then why are you taking it? Well, I have to carry them in something. Carry what? The football letters. They're going to give them out at the dinner, and the coach said... Put it back where you got it. But the coach said I could eat with the team... I said put it back. Holy cow. (laughs) Thanksgiving is my favorite day. (laughs) Jim, he isn't going to hurt anything. That's not the point. He has no right to take things without asking for them. But you were busy, Dad. I tried to ask you this morning, remember? I said, Dad, and you said you thought it was going to be wonderful for you and Mom to have Thanksgiving dinner in a restaurant for a change. And I said, Dad, and you said you thought everybody made too much of a fuss about Thanksgiving anyway. And I said, Dad, and you said... But... Hmm? Take the suitcase. (laughs) Oh, boy. And next time, ask for it. I tried to, Dad. I said... Bud. <laughs> okay, Dad. Goodbye now. Oh, is Billy here, dear? He's parked out front. Well, have a good time. Don't eat too much turkey. I won't. See you later. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye, Betty. Bye. Bye. Thanksgiving is my favorite day. Just a minute, Kathy. <laughs> Bud, are you driving downtown with Joe Phillips? Yes, Dad. Why don't you drop Kathy off at the school? Okay. Come on, Kathy. I haven't finished my poem. <laughs> Well, why haven't you? I haven't heard anything else for the past hour. I tried to read it, and first you said that Uncle Richard... Come on, Kathy, will you? I'm late. Nobody ever lets me do anything, just because I'm the littlest one in the family. Kathy, read the poem. Everybody thinks they can pick on me. Kathy. Thanksgiving is my favorite day, dear. That's where you left off. And they don't have any right to... Thanksgiving is my favorite day, though the skies are gray and murky. Because that's the day when I get to eat the drumstick of a turkey. Well? That's the end. Some poem. Fun. It's a very lovely poem, Kathy. Thank you, Mommy. You mean that won the competition? Jim. Well, uh, I'm not surprised. It's uh, very good. A little uh, sentimental, perhaps, but very good. Thank you, Daddy. Get your coat, Kathy, and let's go. Mr. Bryant said he'd bring me home, Mommy. That's fine, dear. And don't forget to listen to the broadcast. We won't, and behave yourself. Come on, will ya? Well, stop pulling me. Why do you always have to pull me? Thanks for the suitcase, Dad. That's all right. Have a nice time, bud. You too, Kathy. Bye. Be a good girl, Kathleen. I will. Goodbye, dear. 
Well. I'm completely exhausted. I don't know where they get all that energy. Margaret, did she really win the competition with that poem? She's only in the fourth grade, Jim. That's very good for the fourth grade. When I was nine, I could write poems like that standing on my head. <laughs> well, if you've ever seen Kathy study, you'd know that that's probably the way she wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret. Yes, dear. Have you noticed how quiet it is? Yes, dear. Hasn't been this quiet for weeks, has it? No, dear. Well, it does you good to get away from the kids for a while. Gives you a chance to relax, take things easy. Read your paper and, uh, things? Yes, dear. Get the kids out of the house and it makes all the difference in the world. Get a little peace and quiet. Don't you? Yes, dear. All that excitement and shouting and running up and down stairs, absolutely unnecessary, isn't it? I suppose so, dear. Margaret. Yes, dear. I'm lonesome. <laughs> yes, dear. Good indeed. Now, our next winner is a rugged individualist indeed. Jim, it's Kathy. I'll be right in. She put her thoughts on Thanksgiving into verse and will now read the poem which won for her the competition in the fourth grade. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Kathleen Andis. Is it Kathy? Has she started yet? Well, oh, I just wanted to know. Thanksgiving Day by Kathleen Joy <laughs> Louise Anderson. <laughs> is a lucky day for all the girls and boys. It isn't just like Christmas when your parents give you toys. Well, why doesn't she go on? Jim, please. Go ahead, Kathleen. It isn't as if she had to remember anything. She's got it right in front of her. Oh, but dear, she's probably very nervous. Well, she can read, can't she? Kathleen, we're waiting. I want to go home. Oh, now what's gotten into her? Oh, the poor little thing. Miss Anderson just remembered a previous engagement. <laughs> well, perhaps we'll have better luck with our next little guest. The winner of the competition in the fifth grade... You see, Margaret, I told you she shouldn't have gone. Oh, my poor baby. I've never heard anything like that in my entire life. She was frightened, Jim, that's all. Frightened of what? You can't shut her up when she's in the house. <laughs> as soon as she's supposed to talk, she makes an oyster sound like Georgie Jessel. <laughs> I tell you... Margaret. Yes, Jim? Do you think we ought to go down and get her? Oh, I don't think so. Poor kid, probably crying her heart out. She'll get over it. And don't forget, they promised her two drumsticks. I don't know. She didn't sound very hungry. Do I? What? You promised me a Thanksgiving dinner at the townhouse, remember? 
Oh, yes, I did, didn't I? I'll get my hat and coat, or uh, would you rather have me sue you for breach of promise? Margaret. Jim, there isn't anything wrong, is there? Oh, no, honey, everything's fine. It's just that, well... Yes? I've been doing a lot of thinking, and... Uh, uh, would you mind very much if we didn't go out? Why, Jim? I know I promised you dinner, but... Well, I'd just rather eat here. There isn't anything to eat. Sure there is. I saw a whole heap of hamburger in the icebox. A hamburger on Thanksgiving Day? Well, Margaret, to tell you the truth, this uh, doesn't seem much like Thanksgiving. Not like the kind of Thanksgiving we used to know. Well, it's finally happened. After only 18 years, you're tired of me. <laughs> you know what I mean, don't you, honey? I think so. Thanksgiving has always been a, a special sort of a day for me. Even when I was a boy... It was more than just a holiday. It was a time when the whole family got together and had fun. We used to go out into the country to my grandmother's. We did, too. Go to my grandmother's, I mean. The whole family used to be there. My Uncle Rob and his wife and their eight children, and my Uncle Will and his wife and their ten children. <laughs> that must have been cozy. Oh, it was. We ate in shifts. <laughs> my grandmother always swore she was feeding half of the neighbor's kids. <laughs> Yeah, but it was fun. Did you play games after dinner? Heck no. We were so stuffed we couldn't move. Oh, you were a bunch of sissies. We used to play going to Jerusalem or musical chairs or charades. That's pretty hard to do with just two people, isn't it? Jim, there's one thing we mustn't forget. This is a new generation. It's a different sort of generation with new ideas and a new sense of values. Times have changed. Mm-hmm. I guess they have. Let's, um, let's go into the kitchen and see what we can throw together. You're an old sentimentalist, Jim Anderson. <laughs> That's what you are. And I love you. I love you, too. You know, maybe if the kids get home early, we can all go to a movie or something. How'd you like that? Oh, I wouldn't count on it, dear. Betty said not to expect her before midnight, and Bud's dinner won't start until six. Well, Kathy isn't going to stay out all night, is she? Well, no. Okay, then we'll take Kathy to the movies. Well, we'll see, dear. It all depends on... Bud. Hiya, Mom. Hi, Dad. What are you doing here? Fixing a hamburger. Want one? Well, what happened to the dinner? What dinner? At the training table with the football team. Oh, that dinner. Well? I don't know. I guess I just wasn't hungry. Weren't hungry? You? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call Dr. Simmons. Uh, wait a minute, Margaret. Bud... If you aren't hungry, why the hamburger? The hamburger? Uh, pardon me, the three hamburgers. Oh, well, I... I guess I got hungry. Oh, Bud, if you don't feel well, please tell us. But I do feel well, Mom. I feel fine. Look, Bud, if you don't want to tell us the truth... But I am telling you the truth. I didn't like the dinner, that's all. Bunch of big goofs sitting around talking about football. What good is that? Since when don't you like to talk about football? What good is that? Since when don't you like to talk about football? Just a second, honey. Kathy? It's me, Father. What's she doing home? What on earth is... Uh, we're in the kitchen, Betty. I'll be right in. Oh, dear, just when everything was going so well. Margaret, why do you immediately assume that something is wrong? Maybe the Liggetts decided not to have a party. Or maybe Betty had the wrong day. Lots of things could have happened. The party was today. I know it was. Well, maybe it hasn't started yet. What's everybody doing in the kitchen? 
Oh, hi, Bud. What are you doing here? Oh, nothing much. Want a hamburger? Okay. Never mind the hamburgers, Bud. We've got things to discuss that are much more important. Than hamburgers? <laughs> Do you feel all right, dear? Sure. Why? You told your mother you wouldn't be home until midnight. Oh, well, I... Well, I wasn't going to, but I came up with the most awful headache. Jim. You just said you felt fine. I do. Oh, I mean, I do except for this headache. Jim, I'm going to call Mrs. Liggett and ask her... Mother, you know if there was anything wrong, I'd tell you. I always have, haven't I? Yes, dear, you have, Uh, Just a minute, Margaret. Kathy? Yes, Daddy? We're in the kitchen. Come on in. Yes, Daddy. See, Margaret, I told you we should have gone down for her. Well, I had no way of knowing. What's the matter with Kathy? Your sister reads the first line of her poem and bursts into tears. No kidding. The poor little thing. Hello. (laughs) Oh, Angel. Hello, sweetheart. Come on over here and tell your daddy all your troubles. I don't have any troubles, Daddy. I'm just not happy. Well, it isn't anything to cry about, is it? It was a lovely poem, darling, even if you didn't read it. And don't you worry, Knothead. If anybody makes fun of you, I'll poke them right in the nose. Oh, Bud. I don't care if they do make fun of me. I didn't want to read my poem, not to them. Why, Kathy, they're your friends. I don't want them. It's Thanksgiving, and I wanted my mommy and my daddy and my sister and my brother. I was lonesome. (laughs) Kathy, darling. She's all right, Margaret. Just leave her alone. Mother. Yes, Betty. I was lonesome, too. (laughs) Oh, now, wait a minute. Oh, Jim. Margaret, not you, too. Yes, me too. Good grief. <clears throat> you sound like the third act of Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> What's the matter with you, bud? Nothing. I just feel like blowing my nose, that's all. <laughs> well, blow it. <laughs> now, get busy with the hamburgers. Okay, Dad. How about a little food for the hungry Andersons? Well, I'm, I'm starving. Hamburgers. It's a fine thing to serve for a Thanksgiving dinner, isn't it? It sounds fine to me. I don't care what part of the hamburger I get. <laughs> as long as it's the drumstick. <laughs> Hello, girl, Kathy. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's sit down and be comfortable. Well, I'll take over, Bud. I'm doing fine, Mom. Oh, Bud, really? Now, don't argue with the chef, Margaret. Just sit down and relax. Well, if you insist. Four hamburgers coming up. Well, that'll take care of me, but what are they going to eat? <laughs> Betty. Oh, you big pig. Margaret, kids, before we dig into these juicy Thanksgiving burgers, may I say something? Sure, well, my This has been, I think, the happiest Thanksgiving day of my entire life. And if you don't mind, I'd like to say a special grace. Oh, Lord, we give thee thanks from the bottom of our humble hearts for the blessings thou hast seen fit to bestow upon us. We thank thee for the food that graces our table and the roof that covers our head. 
We thank thee for the privilege of living as free men in a country which respects our freedom. Our personal rights to worship and think and speak as we choose. But most of all, dear Lord, we thank thee for making us a family, for giving us sincerity and understanding. We thank thee for giving us the most cherished gift a family may know, the gift of love for one another. Amen. Anderson Breakfast Nook, life has eased back into its accustomed groove. Thanksgiving Day is over, but the Andersons, well, they go on forever, like this. Why can't I wear lipstick? Claudia McHugh does, and she's only 12. Here's your coffee, dear. Thank you. Well? Well, what? Well, why can't I? Because I said you couldn't. And eat your breakfast. Gee whiz. Oh, Margaret, we've got to do something about that boy. He's beginning to shake the house. I'll speak to him, dear. If he can't take it easy on the stairs, don't feed him so much. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to go right through. Hiya, Dad. Good morning, Hi. Mom. Sit down and eat your breakfast. Good morning, dear. He didn't say anything to me. Hiya, squirt. <laughs> Good morning. Father, do you know what Bud did? He used my good cologne on his hair. Good morning, Betty. I used two drops. You used practically the whole bottle. I did not. Good morning, Betty. Mother, if I can't have a little privacy with my own thing. Betty. What? Good morning. Good morning, Father. That's better. <laughs> Sit down, eat your breakfast. Jumping creepers. <laughs> you know, Margaret, there's one thing I'm really going to enjoy about our Thanksgiving Day dinner yesterday. What's that, dear? We're probably the only family in Springfield that won't be eating leftover turkey for the next month. <laughs> yes, dear. What are we going to have for dinner tonight? Leftover hamburgers. <laughs> If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R I L E Y. And Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show.
Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.